0: Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your host, Sean Chris. And don't forget, you can go to KillTheMockingbirds.com, go check out the music, go check out the merch coming soon, and go check out our disinformation section where you can go use articles and different papers and things to argue against your friends because, you know, they're not going to believe you, so you have to show them real evidence. Go to that for sure, the disinformation section. And follow us. Give us a five-star review. We appreciate all the five-star reviews. We're going to start reading them again on the air. But, you know, I've been a little bit lagging back and forth, and we're back at it. And today, I actually got... This is a repeat, but you guys don't know this because we're the only ones that heard the podcast because we were the only ones there. (laughs) Technical difficulties destroyed it forever. But maybe that's because these guys, they black pill you, they blue pill you, they red pill you, they white pill you. They punch pill you. That's like right in the face, bleeding out your mouth. Two doomed men, Skags and Captain, what is up?
1: It's good, buddy. Thank you for having us back on.
0: Hey, thanks for uh, understanding about the technical difficulties, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sad that we lost that episode. That was a really good episode from what I remember it. Uh, we're talking about, like, the war in Israel and uh, PSYOPs and uh, – Wesley What's General up, Wesley
0: Clark and all that stuff. It was it was awesome.
1: You know, lost to the the cyberspace forever.
0: Yeah, forever, man. And it was cool because we really touched on a lot of stuff. Like again, nobody will know, but it was right when all this Israel stuff was actually like you know tracking oh, we, and, and going at it, and we were able to decipher what we could. And then I like to uh, I'll just mention this because you have brought it up, Skags. Is like. Is this something that a point where we should reach out to the other side because, you know, about the ceasefire stuff? And then everything went haywire after that, you know, but before we we get too too much into it, let's tell everybody where they can find you guys.
1: Yeah, man. So uh, the easiest place to find us is by going to linktree.com slash two doomed men. Otherwise, just search two doomed men podcast. We talk about politics, current events. Shoot guns and review them sometimes. We drink a lot of booze. We review that, too. Uh, we kind of do a little bit of everything. Have a good time. Interview guests. Uh, you might want to check out on our channel. We just hosted the Libertarian Party presidential debate uh, two weeks ago. It was pretty cool. So that's up on all our uh, channels, and it was interesting.
0: Definitely check that out.
1: And let, I say we yeah, just... So we're dealing with a little lag here with Captain. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> he's His camera's on and off. He's trying to trying to power through, as he always does. But uh, we'll figure it out. Let's see.
0: That's just like this, uh, uh, the Adrian. Now everybody that does podcasts, everybody's uh, hogging up all the Wi-Fi.
1: Yeah. Or the providers. Yeah. To be honest with you, bro, I keep it on Zoom. It's it's very simple, straightforward. And shit just works. Like... It just works. If you know, even for Chris who has like a fucking nineteen ninety five Windows <laughs> uh DOS computer, it works for him. It's but when we go when we go on to other people's shows like this, he always has trouble for some reason.
0: We were just talking about that before. But so so ba- the bear with this here, folks. Some technical difficulties. The feds they they're like, I mean, you can't go on you, they're like, you can have your show, but you can't go on other people's shows. Yeah,
1: might be something like that. They got some spyware or some malware on his
0: computer. Well, today we're gonna go through uh, little clips and stuff that's going around in in the media right now, and uh, I'm I'm miles behind. behind.
2: Yeah, and on my end, my camera's fine, and your guys' cameras.
1: I'm texting him he's, he's asking if we could hear him but I'm telling him like barely
0: yeah barely but we could see him perfectly that's what's crazy usually you think the video yeah, he's would coming in and out on
1: my screen he's uh it's like the world it's like you know the feds they do not want this conversation to happen you know we had the error the first time like we were just talking about now <laughs> yeah. i mean now he's just frozen his ugly mug is up on the screen just completely frozen
0: we just take a screenshot. Uh, that could yeah, be a saying, profile pic. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'll just take a picture of this right now while we're at it. Why not? It's fucking funny. He's just
0: stuck there. Nothing you can do. Stuck in cyberspace.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's saying he's shit out of luck. I mean, we could just roll, man. It's all good. If he if he gets back in, he gets back in. If not, it is well, what it is.
0: Well, then let's just start get. off with the uh, the fun story for me. The. Yeah
1: mm-hmm <laughs> New at the United States Senate is being rocked by a sex scandal. U.S. Capitol Police are investigating after a sex tape surfaced online. It showed two men engaged in sex acts inside room 216 of the Hare Senate office
0: building. That's a famous hearing room where U.S. senators have grilled high-profile presidential nominees, including Supreme Court justices.
1: It's unclear if the tape will be considered criminal conduct, but it may have violated Senate ethics rules
0: so that brings a whole new thing from january 6 right i know the guy took a shit on nancy pelosi's desk so i guess they had a one-up him
1: <laughs> yeah how about the lectern guy right you know <laughs> yeah. fucking guy i love that guy first of all but um you know they tried to ruin his life uh for you know just you know basically becoming a meme um this whole thing is funny bro I, I, you know as a fellow anarchist i, I really want to hear your take On this whole thing because i'm usually all for like desecration of the sacred rooms and the sacred halls and the sacred texts and all that stuff but then again at the same time i'm not an idiot i get the point that's like oh well if again like the lectern guy you know got the fucking book thrown at him uh for what he did but you know this guy seems i mean he lost his job but is there going to be any other penalties beyond that probably not because of you know whatever side you know side he ideologically toes
0: I'm you with think? you, like, I, I'm i kind of like, ha, like, it's kind of funny, like, it's a comical story, like, I really don't care, like, to me, the, the the White House and all these places aren't sacred to me, it's not like a holy land, but at the same time, I do see the hypocrisy of oh man, this guy, they walked through into the Capitol and then you're like, yeah, well, they're banging in the Capitol, man. Like, <laughs> like I'm sure that's not the only time. This kind of reminds me of the whole, oh, there's cocaine here, but nobody knows whose it is. And uh, we can't figure <laughs> it out. But if it was me and you, they would figure it out right away.
1: Oh yeah. It's interesting just like that, how they selectively apply when they consider the place to be sacred and holy or not. Like you're just mentioning, you know, Hunter Biden's bag of cocaine. Jesus, man. Like if I don't know if if anybody else, if any random, like if I went on a White House tour and I somehow got a bag of coke in there, and then they found out it was me, they're gonna throw the fucking book at you in that regard, and they'll run an article, especially if they find out like who who we are, that oh, you know, yeah. we do podcasts from a critical of the regime and all this shit. They're gonna be like, hey, you know, this crazy, you know, criminal. We got thrown in the book. He's you know, he uh, desecrated the halls of justice here, or whatever the fuck, you know, story or <laughs> poem they want to recite uh, about it. It's something, man. I, I didn't really have an issue with, with the point, to be honest. Like, I don't give a fuck if you're gay and whatnot. I really don't. Um, I'm not one of these right wingers who uh want to have like this huge snapback against like everything everyone does in their own personal life. Uh, I'm interested in who who the person was, like who was the pitcher? Because the guy who was uh who was taking it, he's the guy who works for uh the senator there. I, I don't I haven't seen anywhere who the guy was who was dishing it out. That's like uh, kind of no one. I don't. I don't know. Maybe you have seen
0: it. I haven't seen it. I haven't. I feel like seen it's a missing
1: it. link in this whole story. But would it be funny guy? if
0: it was Biden? Like you, know what <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man. You <laughs> never know
1: if it was him or you know, was it um, was it the guy who lost uh, the Republican, Madison Cawthorn, the guy who was in the wheelchair? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like on his way out, he was saying that weird shit like this have been going on in in Congress and in the Senate, and people <laughs> kind of like laughed him out of the building. Like that's even <laughs> that fucking far-fetched of a thing to claim and now he feels pretty vindicated about that you never know man i don't know who knows i mean the franklin scandal you know with all the little boys and stuff
0: that during the bush administration they had a a bunch of things like this. this is not something really new it's just crazy that they're actually broadcasting it and i have a theory that they're really trying their hardest to uh make joe biden look bad which is not a hard thing to do because i think they. Know that the American people already bought that storyline. They're trying to go on to the next one. That's why I think they were pushing all this mm-hmm. new Hunter stuff and getting him like, where he's like, man, they want me dead. I wouldn't be surprised if he dies of an overdose and then Biden drops out and we see a magical Newsome or AOC or somebody that rallies everybody up. But main thing I thought was, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, I don't really care what anybody does. Even when it's like the whole like trans movement, whatever the LG the letter gang, like I really don't care what they do. I mean, I have a problem with trying to push an ideology onto me, but that could be with a Christian faith or a Muslim faith, yeah. same thing., yep. but the other thing is I think the reason why people get so pissed is because they get a free pass, it seems like compared to everybody else.
1: Yeah, you know that's the uh, the low hanging fruit that the conservative will pick. Well, you know, like if this was Donald Trump Jr. or one of Trump's aides who did this, um, you know, imagine the outrage. And you know, to be fair, they're right. You know that that would there would be the outrage. I try to stay away often from that low hanging fruit because like everybody makes that point, so it's like fucking boring to me to make that point constantly and just saying the same shit everybody else is making or saying. Um, I was thinking this whole thing i had thought before but i kind of lost my train of thought i see captain's trying to fucking jump in here again and say it says oops, oops we're not able to get <laughs> audio or video from this participant <laughs> yeah
0: um
1: i lost my train of thought i had a good i had a good uh point before on the uh, on this whole video thing but um
0: i do wish there was some kind of like uh um more of these bridging the gaps right like I don't understand why we're always like, oh, we have to be on these teams, man. Like I said, I don't care what someone does. In the, mm-hmm. uh, for instance, too, like the the gay pride stuff, the parades and stuff, they don't do any, themselves any favor. I was just telling one of my friends this. He was like talking about how he went to the gay mm-hmm. theater. And his one friend is like, he, he's one of those people that's like, oh, man, I might catch the gay. You know, and, like he's all scared of it. And I was like, well, they don't do themselves favors because they're all there half naked and and really pushing like sex is the most important thing. And it's like, man, just go out there and be like, hey man, I'm just a regular dude too, yeah. just like you. I work, you know, I'm just happy to be gay or happy mm-hmm. to be this. That would be more beneficial to us as a society than to just be like this whole sexual deviant that they feel they must. Uh, uh, push on to everybody and show like that. that's what you're pri- proud of you know what I mean like you should just be proud of like hey man I know like some people don't agree with this whole gay stuff and blah 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 but it's 2023 man this is not 1980 1990 that's why I think a lot of us get mad because we're like come on bro you guys aren't just getting attacked is there some people that are still stupid and do you know will hate you because you're gay sure but I mean the most part pretty everybody's pretty accepting right yeah. now
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, I, you know, the parades have become kink parades, essentially, not, you know, gay pride parades. I don't know. When I think back to, like, classic gay pride, I think of, like, a person who's now just comfortable in their skin enough to be, uh, you know, who they are in public. <coughs> uh, and, you know, that's that's. But uh, it really has become bizarre. Um, the whole, like, uh, culture of protesting and uh, pride and identity politics all intertwined lately. Uh, it it really does kind of, it, it doesn't do them any favors. I know we kind of mentioned before the ceasefire thing. And I think like the Palestinians, like the the worst thing that could happen to them is like these leftists uh, and that like that monolith that starts some of these protests like at Rockefeller Rockefeller Center at the Christmas tree, uh, like some skirmishes broke out. I'm like, Yo, are you trying to get people to want to commit genocide in Gaza right now? Like this isn't going to win people over this whole thing. Like you're actually hurting you know, the, the cause for liberty for those people, uh, you, you know, and then, then then people will interview them. And they don't even know the first fucking thing about like what river to what sea. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. just, there, there's definitely a psyop social contagion aspect of that whole thing. It's, um, you know, they're not seeing it, uh, whether it's pride or, you know, Gaza, or Palestine, They're not seeing it through some principled take on, uh, you know, property rights or individual liberties or anything like that. we are seeing it through some weird condition. Well, they're seeing it through wrestling, of, uh, man,
0: wrestling eyes that, that were like, this is the enemy. And you know what I mean? This is the heel yeah. and this is the baby face. That's pretty much what they see everything as like either you're pro Israel and you think that Gaza is a piece of shit, like any Palestinian or you're pro Palestinian and you're anti-Semitic, you know, that, that kind of annoys me too. People like Ben Shapiro, yeah. Where they get to mouth, you know, they run their mouth, this and that, and they're like, oh, BLM, they're about identity politics. But as soon as it's somebody on his side, he's like runs with that identity politics. I saw an interesting, I don't know where it was at, but I think it was on a podcast and Tucker Carlson was on there. And I don't really like Tucker so much. I mean, not that I don't like him. I just don't trust anybody in the media that's been in there for so long. But he did say something interesting and he's with Charlie Kirk and they were talking about like, how they are pushing this whole identity politics, even on white people where they're like, yeah, you got to identify as white. You got to be this. Ide-. And you're seeing that, too, because you see this huge push in the conservative movement where they're like, oh, look, this black guy attacked a white guy. Oh, look. And you're like, yeah. "Well, yeah, you're yep. isolating a, a situation like, of course, that happens. But you're amplifying it by making it seem like that's the only thing that happens.
1: Yeah, like uh, on Twitter, guys like uh, Ian Miles Chong. I don't know if you know who that guy is. He's like that Malaysian uh, reporter. He's like always sharing uh, some cherry-picked video of some black guy assaulting a white guy or something yeah. like that. It's like, dude, you're just you're just doing the same thing that these leftists are doing. You know, you're seeing everything through that lens of, uh, you know, the. I, I do think that the, um, you know, like the the white, black, Asian slash Pacific Islander. Box for Hispanic or not Hispanic, like, that's all a construct. That's not fucking real. Um, and that's honestly some sort of legacy left over from a more racist time in America. And if they're trying to convince you to lean into those things, it really makes me think critically about that. Like, that shouldn't even be... Th- I'm Italian. I'm Like, what is white exactly? Like, what the fuck yeah. do me and some random German person from you know, the Alps have anything in common with each other? Like, if at all like culturally we really don't Uh, but for some reason where this construct (coughs) says we're both the same thing or we're not at all it's bizarre even if you want to say black like africa is so different i've been to south africa before i know a lot of people from africa like they're also fucking different it's such a gigantic place
0: to just, just give them like Congo. one title, one
1: moniker for everybody makes no sense.
0: Just think about Congo yeah. and Nigeria, man. That's like night and day, man. That's like two totally mm-hmm. different cultures. But you're right. But they like to paint it with the, this broad brush of everybody's in this. And you are right. I've been saying this for a long time with all the gender people that are like, oh, gender is a social construct, which I do not believe because it's it's just common sense, bro. Like you have a dick or you have a pussy. Like it's not like anything to really put around that. Mm -hmm. So there, to me, there's no argument, but race, it really is a social construct because it's like, uh, I think it was like 1400s or 1500s. It was to label people and be like, Oh, well they're not from here. You know what I mean? They're this color or they're this, right? It has nothing to do with culture because our culture, like if you go, Hey, that guy's Brown. Oh, but he's really Mexican and or Puerto Rican or he's Brazilian. Like, those are vastly different cultures. They may have some intercrossing, you know, especially with language, because a lot of the language comes from the Spaniards, really, which technically is white. You know
1: what I mean? Right. That doesn't even make any sense. And uh, they use a lot of these, you know, this this construct this, uh, I don't know what we want to call it, like this race category thing. Uh, they use that for like a lot of statistical reporting. You know, we're like, uh, let's say like black people commit crime at this percentage or white people commit crime at that percentage. Um, yeah, but they're like, what exactly does that even mean? Um, there can be differences on the way people behave based on your culture, right? Like Italians, we like to make fucking spaghetti and meatballs and Japanese people like to make sushi. So like if you were to take that, uh, you know, and put it into a percentage, like we're 100 percent better at making spaghetti and meatballs than <laughs> they are. But that captures the nuance of a person's culture, like a culture can uh, impact or influence how you behave. Um, So, again, if you're just using that to display statistics and you say black people commit more crime or something like that, yeah, but, like, I don't know, like, what the fuck? How how much crime do Egyptians commit compared to South Africans or people from Zimbabwe or Nigeria? You know, like, they all have their different cultures um, in one way or another. And, you know, like, Koreans are famous for fucking, like, being super smart and, like, really, you know, uh, family unit that's, like, really strict, that's in their culture, and that influences the way they behave. So you could, like, take a statistic from that. But what are they, Asian? You know, and I don't know, like, aren't Indians Asian also? Like, they're nothing fucking alike. Uh, from from Koreans, but they're all in the same like statistical category. That shit makes no sense, dude. And so,
0: my hard. belief is that a lot of this is used so that we don't communicate to each other, right? That we think we're different. Like, mm-hmm. hey, they wouldn't understand me. Same thing with like the generational gaps. You know how like they'll be like, well, my generation. I mean, I'm 40 years old. I hear people in my generation being like, oh, well, we man, shut up, man. We were 18 years old doing dumb shit too, man. And, and that's what it is. Is that people <laughs> want to separate and they always want to be like, oh, my generation or my race or my block or my st- State My country, yeah. we did things better. We did things the right way. And instead of looking at the government as really being that opposing opposition that's holding us down, instead of that, we're, we're arguing with each other. And that's what is wanted. And I think then also, so people also go around, oh, they're controlled op or they're fake. Which could be true. I'm not saying that controlled ops not a real thing, but there's also a lot of people that just build their fan bases on saying these things and they can't stop saying them now because my real thing is like creativity mm-hmm. is being killed and genuineness, right? That's something that people want. That's why a lot of people gravitated towards podcasts instead of regular media is because, hey, we might talk crude sometimes or we might not have a perspective that people might like or they do like but we're always going to be ourselves like i always tell people if you catch me at a bar i'm going to be saying the same shit right now and like sometimes i usually warn people like i was at a christmas our christmas party and they were talking about politics i was like all right we could talk politics but I, just warning you, you might not like my politics
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i, I do kind of give people that disclaimer as well depending on the setting that i'm in like a you know, you're sure? Like, how far do you want to go down to rabbit hole on whatever? Like, if you want to get into this conversation? Because I'll go all fucking night. I don't know yeah. shit. <laughs> um, I, 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 I try to be, I try to be tactical when I have those conversations as well. Like, and know the person. Like, kind of know your audience. Um, people ain't ready for the red pill or the white pill or whatever it is you're gonna give them. Sometimes, uh, if you just force feed them that immediately, like, it's not gonna be good. Uh, you're not gonna get any message across. I'm always trying to be careful about that. Um, Maj Ray, I actually, uh, you know who Maj Tare is? Yeah. Black Ones Matter.
0: Love him. I think he's important for Um, a lot of the. Yeah, I I
1: recorded a speech. Hmm. Yeah, I recorded a speech he gave uh, two weeks ago at the Libertarian Party uh, of Connecticut's convention. And uh, he had like slides and was talking about like, this is how you talk to people like, use empathy, use liberty based information, Um, like, you can't just you know like fuck, he was making the point like fuck your feelings like yeah like yeah but like that's not gonna like win someone over a, at all uh, if you're just like yeah fuck your feelings like i'm right about everything blah 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 whatever like that shit don't work in real life If you and if your goal is to try and change people's minds then that's not like a great strategy to have necessarily so uh actually if you want to check that out uh i, I thought that was like uh, I, I love how tactical and specific he is. Like I said, with the slides and everything, it's almost like a blueprint on how you could have, how you can have conversations with people who are completely different from you. They're going to be kind of almost shocked, but whatever it is you have to say.
0: Yeah. That's a great point too. And like, it makes me feel good. It validates like my approach because that's how I've done my, most of my life. I try to pick and choose the right moments. I'm not, if I can tell someone's not ready to like during the COVID stuff, I was telling a lot of people stop calling everybody that wears a mask a sheep. Stop yelling at people that they're idiots because they're not going to listen to one word you say. And we should do this even further when we would be like doing music and stuff. Cause like we did underground hip hop. And then like a lot of this people didn't like the newer generation of music and stuff. And I was like, well, you telling them that they suck And that they're like, ain't going to be shit and they're more successful than you. Why would they listen to you? It's a better approach to be like, hey, I like how you do dot, 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 dot. But what if you did this different? Now they're going to be more receptive because you gave them like, you know, an intro to be like, hey, I respect what you do. Mm -hmm. This is my input on you want to prove it. Now, is everybody going to listen? No, but a larger percentage is going to retain the information. I've had so many people pull off their mask. Just talking to me and I'm not saying anything to them. I'm not like anything about masks at all. I'm just having a normal conversation. As soon as I see him, I'm like, okay, if you have a mask on, you've been manipulated. You've, you've been tricked by the media and all the powers that be. I mean, we could name many names, but you've fallen for what they're saying I feel bad for you. So I'm not going to attack you. I'm going to embrace you and show you the love I would show anybody. And every time that I'm talking to them, I'm not kidding. Like, usually it's about six to 10 minutes in the conversation. They just take it off. And I'm like, yeah, because they want to like be a human and you're, you're embracing them. And what I see happens in a lot of these tactics where we're, whether we're talking about Trump or Biden or, or LGBT, not LGBT Christian, all these little groups they put us in. It's like, the reason why we're fighting each other is because we think we're different. But if you just show them a little bit of love, a little bit of like empathy and show them like, Hey man, I get where you're coming from. And then you find that common ground. You can make real impact. And if you're not trying to connect the working class, then what are you doing? You're just doing the ruling classes work. So I don't need you.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, my, my approach definitely is, similar to yours in person with people like a peer-to-peer level uh i do have a different approach though when it comes to like actually doing the podcast and uh let's say my persona on like twitter uh, is much more combative and outright than i am in person like as a normal person with you know anybody um that i might happen to be hanging out with or something like that uh going back to what you're saying before i think it's imp- that's just kind of important as well because uh you can get like audience captured uh, right, where, like, let's say you're talking about, like, you know, it's a great example, like the Trump people, right? Like the, the the MAGA people with the MAGA hats on. Like, they are they lean so hard into being a fanboy of MAGA and whatever, like, if that's your thing, that's fine. But they're never going to say anything critical about Trump. Like, I, if I tune into their show, I know what I'm going to get. It's going to be an hour of blowing Donnie. That's all. That's yeah. all it's going to be. And perhaps they might actually even... Ha- Sometimes think something critical of Trump, right? But they're not going to say that because they know that'll probably piss off the audience. Because there's some, and they're seeing like they're having some success by leaning into that thing. That I don't agree with whatsoever, at least personally. Like I'm here on the podcast. I'm not. I'm going to be raw. I'm going to tell you whatever it is I fucking think. And if I'm going to piss you off, and like some of our listeners might be Trump people, I'm going to tell them like, this is going to piss you off. This is something you probably need to fucking hear. Uh, we were talking about on our last episode, like the um the Abraham Accords. We we're kind of talking about Israel and, and uh, Gaza again. I'm like, you know, he Trump has some some, you know, he has some skin in this. The Abraham Accords aren't what you guys have been making them out to be for the last fucking three or four years. Like, and I tried to explain that, and I'm like, I'm sorry if you're going to tune out, whatever. That's fine. But this is actually something you should hear. Um, I'm not of the opinion that like everything is a 4D chess, you know, and there's not there's never uh, anything wrong the guy could do because it's always setting up some future move or something like that. Um, I think that when there is something that needs to be said it's and it's unpopular whether it's covid or it's trump uh there's like value (coughs) someone like standing up and telling the truth even if it's the most fucking unpopular thing that could possibly be said Uh, i think back to like ron paul and shit like that back in the day uh some of the things he's saying were just the most unpopular things anybody could possibly say uh talking about uh, like the war in Iraq and 9/11 and all that stuff. I'm getting, you know, Rudy Giuliani. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Um, I look back at that. I'm like, that's fucking hero shit, dude. Uh, what he did back then.
0: Or his end the Fed speech, which I cannot even. Are you even... Doing over there, Cap? You're back.
2: <laughs> yeah. Can you guys hear me? We can. Oh, really? Can you could hear me?
0: Yes, sir. Yeah.
2: Oh, this worked. That I turned off the HD camera. No headphones. I'm using all default settings give give the computer the least amount to work with
0: bring it old school
1: <laughs> so that's it i think we figured it out I here buddy i can see they still a it's, delay it's yeah it's a, it's i get still a delay still i think a it's your processing power but
0: your word is not you gotta, uh, your your words get are you a not new lagging you get your
1: computer there buddy
0: but that's why i call trump the the right wing obama what's not lagging ah uh, your voice is not lagging your audio
3: oof <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, it's it's bad. All right, continue.
3: But yeah, that's what I was. What were we saying about uh, Uh, Trump and Obama? I call
0: Trump the right wing Obama. I've been saying that for a long time, and people go, "Oh, they're totally different because Obama did this and Trump did it." I said, "No, I'm talking about the idolization, this character that's been created for you to follow, and you do not hold him accountable, just like the Obama people didn't hold him accountable because you're." oh, we're a red team, so anything blue team does is bad, and vice versa. And when you bring those thoughts out, people do get mad. And around here, we'd be like, that's when we tell people, hey, get ready, we're gonna get your butt cheeks tight, man. Your cheeks gonna get just clenched up, man. Just clench them up for a little bit. You know, go, While you're listening to us, we're going to say our piece, and it is what it is, man. You got to hear it. And if you want to tune out, you could tune out. I always tell people, you're welcome to leave anytime, and you're welcome to come back. Because my thoughts are always going to be about the working class, and I don't see Trump as that kind of person. I think he's just an elitist, just like everybody else. It's just part of the game. When they say 4D chess, I think they're talking about the ruling class. They're not like, hey, let's give the power to the working class. That's never what they want to do.
1: This is where we come in handy too, man. Libertarians, anarchists, because that, no matter what side you're talking to, their first reaction is going to be like, well, what are you? Are you a are you a liberal, you know, or are you a Trump supporter? So now, like, whatever you're going to tell me, I'm just going to instantly dismiss whatever it is you have to say. When you hit them with the, no, I'm, not, I, you know, I'm a fucking libertarian, or I'm an anarchist. First of all, they're going to be confused. They might not even know what the fuck you're talking about. But uh, when they, you know, then uh, predictably use like a whataboutism, on you, you'd be like, dude, I hate Biden, too. Like, it doesn't matter. I, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm trying to give you some fucking criticism here that's honest and from a principled point of view uh, that you need to hear and that, you know, that that magic spell you usually use on people. Well, what about Hunter Biden or something? Like, yeah, he sucks, right? And they're fucking <laughs> corrupt. And if you want to talk about that, we'll talk about that after. But I think you got to listen to this, too. Cap, can you hear us, bud? I, I think... um since you kind of came in late here, I, maybe we'll let's circle back to the first thing we started talking about. Yeah, I have about, which no idea what's he, uh, going
3: on. Go on. Yeah, the, <laughs> we ta- the first
1: thing that uh, we were talking about was the gay butt sex going on in the Senate. <laughs> what, what were your thoughts on that whole uh, scenario?
2: That's not the worst thing that's happened in the Senate building. That's not the worst <laughs> thing that the Senate's done to us today. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people have fucked in that room. I'm sure people have fucked all over that building. I actually funny enough work with someone who did consulting with the guy who got banged. So that was pretty funny to find out today. Insider scoop. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm curious
1: as to who the guy that was, you know, the pitcher was like, there's been no information on that whatsoever. Like, that guy seems to be getting off Scott free.
2: Apparently, Marie. it was um, a German national. Really?
1: Boy, they, you know the Germans are fucking famous for their hardcore points. Yeah. So das Boot sur- surprised me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Yo, Chris just won a Das Boot yeah, competition. Boot. He came in second. Right? <laughs> he her back in.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was uh, no, it was the, the Steinholden thing. Oh, but the uh, Stein, yeah. I'm surprised there's any. Anything going on on about this video? You know the adults well, are back I'll, in the room. Yeah. What are they worried about? But I, I, I remember now what Senate I was. Uh, Who cares? Yeah, I remember what I was going to say
1: before. Now, uh, Sean, I was. Uh, we were talking about this. Holy shit! I mean, conservatives shared the clip so much on so many different platforms all day long. I mean, yeah. no matter where you went, I think uh, right to bear memes made a meme of it, and it was just like, it's home Simpson in the bar, and then he's surrounded by all the, all the videos of the guy getting fucked. Uh, do you guys think there is, like, I, to one extent I get it, but do you think there is some, like, subconscious homosexuality that comes with some of these, like, you know, conservative influencers? Like, anytime something like this happens, they cannot fucking help themselves but share, like, gay shit over and over and over and over and over again.
0: I think a percentage, but I think mainly what it is, is them. It's, there's got to be a percentage of some closet. you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Would you say, Chris, it's their platform to hate? I, I think it's just their platform to hate on. Yeah, just because it's it's what their, their party opposes on, you know, and, and it's all just it's part of the psyop. They are just grasping at anything to say, hey, look how bad the left is. Because if you go on Twitter right now, you could make the same meme with Homer Simpson in the bar with all the Trump being removed from the Colorado ballot. Every single tweet is about that. So both sides are guilty. At this point, it's all, as far as I'm concerned, it's all for PSYOP measures. Sure.
1: This is actually an interesting top, like premise, Sean, Just you know, your, your show is called you know, Operation Kill the Mockingbirds. Um, and to some extent, of course, I, you know, there is like a mockingbird aspect of uh, a news topic that's happening, especially, I'd say, like in the corporate press side of things. But then I do think that it almost becomes organic in a sense as well. Like, look, Trump uh, getting kicked off with a ballot. Colorado just happens. Yeah, like, of course, everyone's going to start talking about it because it's a major thing and a lot of people are thinking to like retweet a thing or whatever so like there's there's like almost i think sometimes it's almost like an organic mockingbird thing that occurs and then there is of course uh you know like the with intelligent design uh repetition you know what is it uh said you know like repeat something often enough till it becomes a truth what do you you think about that
0: and a lot of the big accounts you got to remember they're doing it like Cap was saying, they're feeding their audience, right? Whatever whatever you're pushing, whether it's the Trump thing or, like, the gay sex stuff, they're feeding their audience and they've built these platforms and to stay relevant. Everybody's in that media, you know, the social media phase of where we got to stay relevant, got to stay relevant. I do tend to believe that a lot of it is just a seed thrown out there, right? You know, everybody's like, oh, he's controlled up, he's controlled up, he's controlled up. Mm. No, it's not that. It's someone throws a seed out there, and people run with it because they kind of know human nature. They know if I push this way, they're going to push that way. So Mm -hmm. let's stir them up, get them all riled up, and then... Try to get them leaned into us. And the other problem is that we've built so many echo chambers that everybody's just a circle jerk of whatever you believe, you know, like, oh, well, yeah, man, I hate those conservatives. They're all jerking it together or like, man, those damn LGBT like it's this endless echo chamber that people will refuse to get out of and have real conversation with other people that don't agree with them that have different thoughts.
1: Yeah, the libertarian echo chamber is probably the most interesting echo chamber because everyone also hates each other within the echo chamber. So it's like not only do we gang up on everyone else, but we also all are constantly at war with each other. (laughs) That's always pretty amusing to me. Destined to fail. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. not. Um,
0: So while we're on this topic, uh, I got this new
1: thing. Well, we're on this topic
0: of echo chambers and people kind of like, choosing their sides i'm not going to show the clip of it because it's just like uh the trailer but i don't know if you guys seen the the executive producers barack and michelle obama that left the world behind i don't know if you guys have checked that out yet have you seen it
1: i'm not going to watch the movie i saw, saw bits trailer, of it I, I
0: didn't yeah well good luck getting through it because i saw God, bits of, of it i didn't
2: see i didn't watch the full trailer i didn't have time
0: well, let me give you the basic premise of the movie. Like, and I get it. I have a lot of friends that are breaking down the Illuminati stuff in it, the Masonic stuff. There is surely a lot of uh, predictive programming. There's a lot of, like, symbolism in it. But what I... First of all, it's a piece of shit, man. It's like this movie where they keep putting this, like, intense music like it's a thriller and then nothing happens. You're like, what the fuck, man? But... This family goes on vacation. They're at an Airbnb. They hear a knock at the door. The family's white. The guy that knocks at the door is black. He's actually the owner of the Airbnb. And they have this, right away, this tension. Julia Roberts is in it. Hardcore leftist. Big surprise. But she's playing this character of where she's very hesitant to let believe this black dude. She's like, oh, man. It's, they don't say it because he's black, but it's insinuated, right? And then as they're going on... Mm-hmm. They they live there they they they're fine they let them in blah 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 they stay they wake up the next day and they're trying to figure out stuff they start hearing these like weird sounds in their head like a, like and everybody's just like disabled you see like a boat crash into the the uh, right into the shore planes falling out of the sky then there's these leaflets that fall down and it's Iranian supposedly. So they're talking about, like, they mention Ar- Iran, they mention North Korea, they mention Russia, and they mention China, right? And then, later on, while they're trying to figure out, like, they go to the guy, like, Kevin Bacon plays the bug out guy. He He's like, yeah, man, he's already been preparing. He He's has a shotgun, like, hey, man, I'm here, you know, trying to feed my family. They get some medicine for the sun, because I called it right away. I was watching with my girl, and I was like, oh, that's the... Uh, uh, Havana syndrome, like that's what they're trying to implicate, because the kid's teeth yeah. started falling out. He was spitting out blood, and that they're hearing that weird, you know, that uh, like weird frequency that was making people sick and all that stuff. He was super sick. They get the medicine, and when they're in the car, the black dude he speaks earlier in the movie, and he's some kind of like advisor of people with like money and what they're, you know, like like not brokerage but something like that, where he's managing people's money, and he says this one like guy is a big military contract guy, and he told him this is what we're doing. And he told about this one strategy. He was like, there's a strategy, the most cost effective strategy is you kind of affect their day to day life of where their electronics, you know what I mean? Like uh, their way of transportation through these like shutting like EMPs and shutting everything down. Then the people don't trust each other. The government collapses because everybody's against each other because we're already a society that is against each other because of many different reasons. So basically, they were promoting a civil war, right, between America. And then I hear Tim Pool talking about, I I was just listening to Tim Pool, and he's uh, talking about, uh, I'll play that clip real quick. It's the
1: moment you've all been waiting for. News
0: dropped that a new film is coming out in 2024 called Civil War. And what is it about? Oh, man. You better believe I'm excited. It is a film about a civil war in the United States. So... I watched the trailer. The trailer is basically like Texas and California have sec- seceded from the uh, uh, the United States, and then the president's calling airstrikes on them. I just find that this is what we're going to see in the propaganda now. These two films are real big propaganda pieces. I know there's always stuff in movies, but these ones are literally made for us. It's like Donald Duck in the Nazi uh, costume, you know what I mean, where we're pushing these mm-hmm. Civil War... And they're saying we got to get together because they're trying to attack us. And I don't think they're pushing the Civil War. I think what they're pushing is this underlining narrative of like, hey, they're going to push us to Civil War. So we got to go to World War III.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that you're seeing like the theme of movies, especially, you know, I mean, this one is so right on the nose, right? It's literally called Civil War. Um, I know Tim Poole is so fucking excited um, because he's been talking about this forever. And, and, and I like Tim Pool. He also gets on my nerves sometimes. Uh, but I've always thought he's had a pretty interesting take on civil war, like uh, kind of understanding how human nature works and just how like wars are. Uh, it's not like the, you you know, the union against the Confederacy, like this side versus that side. That's normally not how things work. Uh, things are much more messy usually in terms of like conflict between uh you know, tribes and things like that. Uh, so I think he has a point there. But um, I, I, I find it uh, pretty goddamn ironic that the, the like week that all that shit comes out, or within at least like the two weeks, like we now have this Trump, uh, you know, uh, take him off the ballot in Colorado thing. And, you know, like a lot of people's reaction to that is like, oh, Civil War's coming next. Like, whether you know, and then a lot of right-wingers are saying that. Um you know, I, we could can, we can debate the merits on, like, whether not anything will even come of the Colorado thing. But uh, I think it still just kind of normalizes the idea of, like, we got to kill each other. Uh, we have to go to war with each other or whatever. Like, it's it's just, it's in the public conscience, definitely. It's in my, it's in my conscience all the time. Like, in the back of my mind, um, she could pop off, right? Uh, you know, I don't know exactly, like, who, where, what the battle lines will be, but it's, it's not impossible.
2: Cap, what's your take? I am just excited to go see a new movie that I'm excited to see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm interested in the Civil War movie. I am, um, you know, you gave me some perspective, Skags, when I was like, "Oh man, Nick Offerman's the uh, the establishment president." We actually it didn't show which side is good, which yeah. side is bad, what side is corrupt, right? And uh, yeah. I actually like asked a few people about it and impressively like one or two people were like yeah but we don't know what side's bad like the the perspective you had so that's something i'm interested in seeing um i i tend to believe civil war not could be an answer but definitely something that's not off the table i don't think things are only getting worse and they're only going to get worse leading up to this election but i don't think like i understand the premise of predictive programming but i don't like foresee like some movie like kicking off the civil war either you know like it's you know like when we all went to go see fast and furious we all left movie theater and went home and drove real fast <laughs> i don't think we're gonna like leave the movie theater and like you voted for biden and just start you know beating the shit out of each other
0: no but i think no, i don't it's think gonna move people into that direction
2: to, uh, yeah good
0: no i'm just saying that like i think right. it's more gonna move people uh,
1: like tie that to
0: yeah Go for
1: it. Sorry, go ahead. We got a little delay now. For There's a delay for everybody yeah,
0: now. I know. <laughs> yep. uh, so, and then we, then we hold off and we go, stop. Hammer time, you know? <laughs> yeah. But what I was saying in the predictive programming is not that I think people are going to like, oh, man, I got to go load my rifle and I'm going to go shoot me some leftists. They already think that. There's already people that think that and vice versa. As far as the Trump being in Colorado, I find it funny because if they learned the first time in twenty twenty six in twenty sixteen, they were putting Trump in the news constantly and he was getting free publicity and they're doing it again. So if they really didn't want Trump to be president, why would they constantly keep him in the news? Why would they constantly have his name circulating when they know last time the same thing, even though they were talking crap about him, even though we're saying like, oh, he's a horrible person. He's a fascist and all this. it still put his name, his, his uh, message out there. If they really didn't want him in then I think they would just silence. They would never say anything about Trump, but they keep him in that sphere so that people will keep it in their consciousness and be like, yeah, Trump was good. I see so many people going, yeah, I voted for Biden, but I'm voting for Trump. Man, I'm going to vote for Trump. Now, I guaranteed after 2020, I was already like, Trump's going to win the next election. I already know that he's going to win the next election. This has been prepared. You could see, and I'm not even saying, I do believe presidents are selected, not elected. But when I say that, I don't mean by like a secret shadowy person is like, here's the real ballots. What I mean is they push us and manipulate us to think that these heroes are going to come and save us. And that's what they're painting the picture of. They're having big, bad Biden and ruining everything. Inflation's all because of him, even though the things that Trump did and raising the debt ceiling also contributed to the inflation Inflation, but we like to forget that part because they're like, oh, gas was cheap mm-hmm. when Trump yeah. was in. But no, it's the same thing. So I feel like when I say selected, not elected, it's the media and the powers that be pushing a message to get us to vote for who they, the the masses to vote for who they really want in charge and I think, it is Trump and I think Trump's going to come back because the pendulum always swings back and when it swings back, it is going to be authoritarianism because they're going to be like, yeah, get those leftists, man, yeah, we got it, cheering them on, we got them, not realizing the same things that happen to them can happen to us.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting concept, right? I've been thinking about this too.
0: Fair
1: um, Yeah, I generally think that the government is inefficient and ineffective, right? I'm a libertarian. Uh, They usually can't do anything good. Uh, But if you see with all these things that have been happening with Trump, uh, all these indictments and now this, uh, it is surging his poll numbers, right? As much as you want to believe that or not. So, like, you know, Trump people will be like, you know, good, like, let them keep doing this because this keeps making him more popular. Now, while the government is inefficient and the regime is ineffective normally, I, are they that ineffective and that inefficient that they don't understand what they're doing is having the opposite effect of what they actually intend? Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe you're right. Maybe there is something to that. Like like this thing, this new thing with Colorado, this is going to make people
2: want to vote but for him even more.
1: Sean, right. So,
2: Go ahead, Cap. So chime in. But what Sean's saying with the... Uh, is... He he would be the champion of authoritarian. They bring Trump back and he just reigns hell down on the leftists and then before you know it, we're in another dictatorship living in the pods and eating the bugs. It would be the Maybe, greatest uh, he, it'd be know. the greatest uh
0: No, and I don't think that a we're magic gonna immediately- trick
2: in the world to to get everyone on Trump's side. He he could I could see them, you know, Trump is
1: not a libertarian or an anarchist, right? It's not even a conservative. Let's be fucking real. Um, he's going to grow the state, right? He did it the first time. Um, you know, he, I'm, I'm not saying like he's a willing participant in this or not. But yes, like if you are trying to push someone to grow the state even more, you know, the state's going to be gigantic under authoritarianism, right? So get him to do that. You could, you know, you know, get the conservative, the, the old hoodwinker, all the time, right? Like get the conservatives to grow the state. It happened after September 11th, have, you know, and all that stuff. And then later, you know, the regime comes back and you know, like then take wields the power of the ring again. After someone, you know, they could like then point to someone else who did it for them or laid the groundwork for them. There, there could be something to that, to be honest with you. Uh that's why I dude, that's this is why. God damn it, the libertarians are so important because like we have to keep them honest. Like the 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 answer is not to like, if you want to try and take over, take the ring, fine. But then the fucking lesson always is then cast the ring into Mount Doom. You can't then wield it against everybody else, or even worse, make the shit more powerful, uh, because then eventually you're gonna like lose it in a battle later. Then they're gonna, p- you know, Sauron's gonna pick it back up again. And he's gonna use it against everybody. So there might really be something to that man. Like the government's inefficient at the DMV, but damn it, I don't think they're that inefficient that they can't see what the fuck they're doing right now. Uh, how they're kind of like surging the guy's poll numbers. Or maybe they are. I don't know. You know, the Soviet Union collapsed uh, because they were just telling so many damn lies. They were believing their own lies and no one believed it anymore. Like the whole thing kind of just evaporated overnight. Maybe that's where we're heading to as well. They just can't see it anymore. And, you know, one day we'll wake up and, uh, you know, the Gadsden flag was going to be raised <laughs> over the uh, Capitol <laughs> building or something like that on Christmas morning, you know? <laughs> Who knows? And I would be Sk-
2: nice, but I don't think they're going to go out quietly.
0: No, I agree. And I'm with Skaggs. I'm not saying necessarily that donald trump is in on everything i think there's useful idiots right like they know his characteristics they know he's narcissistic they're going to play into those things and i think people there's think tanks like uh the world economic forum another think tank that i'm doing a piece on pretty soon is called the ark have you guys heard of the ark the ard the ark like noah's ark that is jordan peterson's the ark uh, a Jordan Peterson's uh, group that is anti World Economic Forum, but funny enough, it's a think tank. So, my thing is like, we can't fight. That, like, you know how people are like, all right, I'm going to get be a Republican and I'm going to get in there and I'm going to change everything because I got to be a Republican because that's the only way I could get on the debate stage, right? Well, that argument falls with Trump. And I told many people, I go, after 2020, like, right, he runs 2020, still Republican, I get it. 2016 Republican, I get it. But he's saying election stolen and I'm still going to run under the GOP. When he has a base and could have started a third party and actually done something incredible right like to have a third party where we'd actually have to see him on stage everybody knows that he has a large base but he chose to go back with the GOP that right there to me is a red flag does it mean that he's like the worst guy no like i don't think i don't think he's any different from any other president i think it's status quo They push a couple bills in for the future. The things that they're doing is they're building for future things to limit us because the government has to consistently keep growing because they don't manufacture anything. They don't get any money so they grow bigger and bigger and take more and more power because people don't want to lose those positions, right? These bureaucrats love bossing us around. Most of them are the nerds in school that like got bullied and then they're like, yes finally, because you see this hypocrisy again. We saw it in January 6th all those Democrats were like, default On the police oh where's the capitol police that we love these guys these heroes and then you see the same thing the trumpers are like let's back the blue oh the damn fbi and the atf it's all the same shit man (laughs) it's control all of them and we see that constantly
1: yeah people are captured by the binary right uh instead of having a principled take on anything um You know, like we could use uh, Thomas Massey, who's been in the news a lot lately, is a great example. Um, You know, Congressman Thomas Massey, he, uh, you know, he opposed the COVID, uh, you know, bill, you know, the gigantic uh, CARES Act, I think it was. And, uh, you know, Trump and Trump, uh, you know, it's actually fun. I saw Massey the other day was talking about the actual phone call himself. He said the White House called him like three times and he didn't pick up because he knew like he was in trouble. Um, And then on the fourth one, um, someone at the White House left him a message like, hey, buddy. Like, you better call the president back, like, right now. Uh, and then he calls back Trump, and Trump, that's when they have the conversation where Trump's like, I will destroy you, your career is over, I'm going to run somebody against you to primary you. And, like, look, look, you know, the three of us, like, let's look back. McMassie like, was right. They shouldn't have done all the... past the CARES Act and fucking printed and spent all that money on the stupid shit that they did in COVID. Yeah, but we knew he, he was, was right. right
2: back then. I know, I
1: know, right? But, like, you know, he was right and trump was wrong in that regard and if you bring that up to a trump person now god damn it like the mental gymnastics they're gonna run to explain to you like why that had to be done you know like i was saying before because we had to expose people or something is gonna be there there you know what they come out i like i don't know like when do we ever start standing on principle do we get to do it this time around if he wins i hope so i really hope that's the case i hope like you know come you know january 1st uh when he's sworn in if he wins that's like okay. Now we're going to actually stand on principle. and We're going to shrink the government, and do all these things, all these 4D chess things we've been talking about the last couple of years. Like I'd like to see the fucking, the, you know, start knocking some of the, uh, the the pieces over or something like that. And if they don't, man, let me tell you, on our podcast, buddy, I'm going to be going fucking scorched earth <laughs> on I told you so's <laughs> about all this stuff and uh, whatnot. I, I, at that point, You're like, I'm be willing
2: regardless because it's never going to work out in the way you picture it to be. It's not.
0: I, I, no, I can I tell you that right that. now with
2: absolute certainty. <laughs> I, it's
0: not I gonna am play not going to
1: the way you expect it, to. I don't. Ex- I don't expect it to play out. I don't. I'm, I'm, I don't, Sean. You probably agree with me here. Like I, Donald Trump is not an anarchist, right? Like I'm not expecting him to now become president and do what I want him to do. But I am expecting him to do the things that he says he's going to do, just like put America first in this regard or that regard or whatever, you know. So, like, I, this is what we kind of talked about recently, too. Like, can I at least hold you to your own standards then? Because we can't even do that. And I'm like, what the fuck are you then? You know what I mean? Like, then, yes, I'm going to go scorched up. I'm not expecting him to be a libertarian or an anarchist or whatever. I'm expecting him to be the America first president. You know, so let's do that, at least. That's, that's better.
0: It's that's better than whatever the fuck's been going on lately.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll see him in, in Israel, man. I think it's set... Uh, He's not going to defund Israel. He's not going to uh, uh, go away from us paying all them because it's going to be important. He's going to go hard in that. He's going to see that the conservatives want that. Just like how he's hard on the wall, right? And I'm the Ron Paul philosophy. They don't build the wall to keep people out. They build a wall to keep you in. You know what I mean? That is control 101. And it doesn't mean that I think that, oh, yeah, everybody should just come in this country, but... The reason they're coming is because we are not us, but like people in the government and other places and maybe even our enemies are pushing people to go there. there's advertisements. We've heard of all this stuff. But at the same time, we know that the country is a lot bigger than they let us believe. Right. We're like, oh, there's not enough resources. There's not enough land. There is. But that's why they use the immigrant stuff. It's all these stuff that we can never fix, right? Oh, let's bring Roe uh, Rover's Wade back out here. Hey, let's do the Israel-Palestine thing. The thing that nobody ever has solutions on. Anytime you try to find solutions, when I seen the whole abortion issue, I was like, well, come on, man. We've been having this argument for 60 years. It's pretty simple, man. Let's find a fucking number that works for everybody. Is it three months? Is it two months? Come on, man. You can't be, oh, you could kill the baby when it's born or never have an abortion. That's not a realistic stance in a society where people are free thinkers and allowed to have freedom. If you want freedom and liberty, you have to have the ability to meet in the middle. And uh, we've been polarized more and more. And I feel, I think Tucker talked about this a little bit, but I felt like this for a long time. The whole uh, uh, Occupy Wall Street, that's where everything really shattered because the people were already pissed. People, because you're, People are losing homes. People are losing. When you lose your food, your water, your home, that's when people really stand up and do something about it. And they did. They didn't know what they were doing. They were going to the wrong places. They should have. You know what I mean? They, They but they had the right idea. They just didn't have a good strategy. And then the government was like, hmm, what can we do? We can infiltrate these groups. And that's why I go and I say it so many times. I think I told you guys last time about it. Cass Sunstein, who was a czar under Obama, wrote a paper in 2008 called Cognitive Infiltration and talked about the importance of... Infiltrating conspiracy groups, especially those of 9-11 inside jobs. And in the paper, which you can find on KillTheMockingBirds.com, at our disinformation section, I've told so many people, please read this. I've told so many Trump people, please read this. You can see the operations that are being laid out right in front of you. They're going in there, giving misinformation. They put real information with fake information. And that's when we see all these things blow up. Flat Earth, Mandela Effect, clones, you named the the, the wow, crazy conspiracy. So now when I go, hey, yeah, Operation Mockingbird, man, it was a real thing. They had it sent. Yeah, all right. And I guess the Earth is flat, right. too.
1: You're dismissed.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Right. Dude, I think also um, I've been thinking a lot about this. Like We've had on our Flat Earth friends. We've had Flat Earth on. It's fun. Yeah. Sometimes to shit shit about stuff like that. Um, but I, I am starting to think, it. god damn it, it's just a psyop. Um, aimed at taking people who are like innately curious and would be valuable at like you know just like unraveling whatever the fuck was going on, and then focusing them on something goofy and uh, not important at all. You know, like when uh, when we had Flat Earth Dave on. After a while, I just the way he was talking, I I kind of got that he was an anarchist, and I asked him in the middle of the podcast, like I just stopped the whole Flat Earth conversation. It's like Dave, are you an anarchist? And he was like, Yeah, I believe in you know. Self-ownership and blah, 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 blah. And all the things an anarchist would say. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why is this guy wasting his time on flat earth shit? He could be so much more useful in some other avenue, uh, you know, like opposing the regime or something like that. But instead, here he is. That's his whole brand, flat earth stuff. And he's built a huge brand. So, like, he could have been successful in some other more, at least in my opinion, some other more meaningful way. But he's not, you
2: know. it's just it's just the times we live in and the culture we have flat earth dave found his fame being famous for you know believing and speaking about the flat earth you know you you attach like you know there's truth in like the disinformation they give us and then skags you bring up the point of you know people you know getting caught up in flat earth and anybody who's curious gets linked to a conspiracy I think that's just the culture we're in. This is what has been what the media and the internet and social media has cultivated over the past several years that mm-hmm. anything that could go against the grain, we could label it a conspiracy theorist. There's going to like no matter what you're into, if you're into like anime, let's say there's also the subgroup of people who make fun of people who are into anime. So there's always with the Internet, it just allows this back and forth of a war, essentially, on Mm -hmm. any topics you. I like having black hair and then there'll be 900 comments about how blonde hair is better and superior. It it, it doesn't matter. This is the culture we are stuck in. And now you take. So now, like if you meet somebody who's a flat earther and they really believe the earth is flat cool, bro, whatever you say, we could still be friends, blah, blah, blah. You know, there is that war there that goes back and forth, whether the earth is flat or not, blah, blah, blah. But when you take something important, like the next president or political uh, power or geopolitics uh, and stuff like that, or, or just even local policy, it gets heated and the war grows from there. It, it's it's just our culture. This is, this is the result of the psyop, if you ask me, just a constant division of any topic.
1: I think, I think demoralization plays a key. And what I mean by demoralization is, um, I'm always kind of like anything I do on social media is always a test in some way to see, like a litmus test to see kind of what's going on. So we um, we cross post a lot with our buddy Garrett from Sergeant Samurai, uh, and I, I I'm a subversive, right? I make. News clips, and I frame them in such a way that it's a bit subversive without people probably realizing that. Uh, and then we cross post with Garrett, who is a little bit more of a conspiracy theorist. Damn it, we hate the word, right? But um, more, let's say, towards the flat Earth side of things or, or whatnot. Um, and then I kind of see like what his audience, how his audience reacts to like a news story about uh, Israel doing something in Gaza, and their responses and comments are always so just contrarian uh, no matter what I post uh, where it gets to the point it's like well the, you know it seems like you actually can't even have a conversation with these people about anything that's substantial because they're just contrarian it, it reminds me of uh, someone who's uh, you know like someone who thinks uh, a man can be a woman or whatever like it's the same thing like uh, you can't even like you don't you don't share the same reality to a certain extent So it's like, well, what kind of, like, what can I even do with you? Like, I can't even agree on those are very, it's frustrating to
0: me. Well, I think it's that they can't get past um, it. You know what I mean? They can't get past the whole flat earth thing. Like to me, I I could be considered conspiracy theorists. A lot of stuff that I believe in though is more government conspiratorial things. You know what I mean? But I've talked to a lot of people from ghost hunting to looking for Sasquatch to uh, Q people to flat earth. Like, I think it's interesting, too, because like I always tell people, I don't fucking know. I don't know if the world is round or flat now. Right, From my right. experience, I believe that it is round. But our job is what you did, Skags, is to push these people into like now in the social media sphere, we're never gonna get that right. Like we're it's it's a fucking cesspool, man. Yeah. I mean, even me, sometimes I'm like, all oh, I'm just gonna go gun ho on this guy. I'm gonna just talk shit. I go on Twitter and just talk shit, man. Only got a few followers. I've gotten so many nuked mm-hmm. so many times. My one count I had big. I got nuked because I told what's his name Chank from the uh, Young Turks. I almost slapped the shit out of you when I see oh, you, Chank
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I got a uh, I got nuked oh, for man. that. <laughs>
1: But he's running for president now, Chang. Oh, great. Woo!
0: <laughs> that's a now that's a ticket I yeah. want to be a part of. <laughs> but what but what you did with Flat Earth Dave is what our job is, right? Okay, we go, look, that's cool, man. That's cool that you believe that. Let, what else do you talk about though? And I try to do the same thing Is like, man, you're always talking about this one thing. Let, let's bring it to another spectrum so we could see more of your yeah. thoughts. Because I get it. The flat earth thing is perfect for you. I'm not saying stop doing that, but Let's hear what else you got to say, because a lot of flat earthers get a lot of things right, too. I don't bash them and be like, oh, yeah, man, they're idiots. No, I, I disagree with them on one little part of it. But they know about the, 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 the corruption. They know about, you know, that the the government's horrible and that they don't do good things and they're, they're horrible at their job. But the same time is that they get stuck in that echo chamber, like uh, Captain was saying, like whether it's yeah. brunettes versus blondes, or like uh, uh, Richard Mendenhall recently said about the all whites versus all blacks Pro Bowl. <laughs> now, I liked that people had fun with it. Let's have fun with it. Let's not right. make it a huge thing. It's not that big a deal. Like, I get it, he might have said it out of anger and might have meant it spitefully, but let's not use it that way because now we're feeding into what he's trying to give us and to the flat Earth defense or lgbtq defense or uh, conservatives anybody's defense is that they're constantly at war with each other online so they are right away they think oh you're you're gonna attack me so when we question what they believe they are so used to people attacking them for what they believe that they go at us and in yeah, the, the social media sphere, up, right? yeah. yeah, in the social media sphere, it's not the best place to have a conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not the most uh, natural place to have a conversation. Kind of, kind of sticking on what we're talking about here, I was just thinking of like another uh, example I could give you that that's interesting. Um, you know, this has been on our mind a lot lately. We just did a whole episode on this, so the Israel-Palestine thing, and um, we did a little research on uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and uh, how he's kind of supported Hamas over over the years. And, um, like, if I post something like that, sometimes these contrarians' post, like response will be like, it's the J-O-O-S. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their response to the whole thing. Like, it's the Jews, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, like, you know, you know, like, what are you saying, though? You know what I mean? Like, I have, like, substantial evidence here that the guy in charge of the government has done some shady shit to fund a terrorist organization. Like, I have substance to what I'm saying. You could, you know, like, you're somewhat critical... But like whatever it is, you're in this goofy world or something that doesn't fucking matter. Like you've been demoralized. That's the way I look at it. You've been demoralized to think something dumb that doesn't doesn't help. it just don't help. I, I don't know. It's, I'm kind of like now complaining, but it's frustrating to me. So there's a lot of people out there that are critical thinkers, right? But they've been pushed in a direction that makes them not useful, and that just pisses me off for some reason.
2: Well, this is what I'm saying. You know, the, this culture in America right now. Social media is is the problem. I understand it's a double-edged sword. And as terrible as it is, it is one of the most useful tools to ever come across, you know, the planet. And it helps people like us get our message out there, of course. But, you know, before social media, the people who believed they were dogs and got walked on leashes and stuff, they didn't have any rights because they just stayed in their house and dressed like a dog. Now they have support groups all over social media. You run into these people, you know, that give you these bullshit contrarian uh, comments and stuff, and there's just no subsidence to them because there's no subsidence to these people. First and foremost, social (laughs) media has taken away any subsidence these people would produce. And then secondly, like, pre-social media, like, there was smart people and critical thinkers, and there was dumb people. You couldn't really hear from all the dumb people immediately pre-social media. So that, you know, like I said just before, like the psyops basically complete at this point, you know, you just get in the bottom of the barrel because if you are a critical thinker, you will be silenced. If you know what you're talking about, if you're over the target, you're going to get attacked one way or another. So all that's left is for the stupid people to leave comments.
0: But I think that leaves opportunity for charisma, right? Like I, I think, feel like
2: I should say over when I'm done talking.
0: Over ten <laughs> four, good buddy. <laughs> but I think that when we, I get the whole thing of social media, and it you is a double edged sword. 10-4. <laughs> it is a double edged sword, but at the same time, I think it's how we come across, and not just focusing on just social media, right? Like we, you get totally different comments from just listening to the audio podcast than when you post something on YouTube, or when you post it on Instagram, or you post it on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. There's different factions that exist, right? They've all created their own ecosystem of of different morals and different values, even though there's a bunch of different groups on there, but the way they approach comments, or how they go, like YouTube has some of the worst, man, when you post something on YouTube, you get everything, right? You get, oh, this idiot, look how he looks, oh, fucking dumbass, like, they, they, they're right away gonna critique everything you have to say but on the audio versions of most podcasts you get the real people that are actually listening and retaining the information so i think it just finding the critical thinkers and not focusing just on social media just like you guys you go out you talk to people you you talk to people that think like you but you talk to people that have different views i think that's the only way to really move forward to me the sign up is never complete because if i'm still breathing. They're not shutting me up, man, because I talk to people even yeah. if they destroyed all my podcasts, they can't no. stop me from going to a bar and getting everybody in that bar listening to me because I'm a charismatic person. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to have fun with them. I'm a wild card. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what you're going to get with me. They're like, eh, he might be like really fun. He might be empathetic for a little bit. Then he might be a little bit rowdy because that's just me. I'm a character that is genuine and I'm going to push that onto people and then they know, like, hey, uh, he, he, he understands what I'm saying. I, I just talked to a Buffalo Bills fan on uh, last Thursday while I was watching the Raider game uh, in Ohio. Fuck Ohio, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and he was telling me, like, you know, we have a good time, watch the thing. And then he started like, hey, man, uh, who'd you vote for? And I was like, oh, I voted for, uh, I, for I think it was um, Jurgensen. And he's all, who? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, uh, I was like, oh, she was a libertarian. I was like, I don't vote for D's or R's. And he was like... Yeah, man, but you got to vote for Trump this time, man. You got to vote for Trump this time. I get it. He had this long old conversation to me how it was so important that I voted for Trump. And he didn't really listen to what I was telling him because I was like, well, the other side is telling me the same thing. What you just told me, the same spiel I got from another person that was like, if you don't vote for Biden, man, Trump is going to do this. And to me, I see them both as status quo. If you're under the GOP or you're under the DNC, is there a few things different? Sure. Like, I'm not saying every single exact thing is. But the point is, the end goal is to grow government. And that's what they're both doing.
1: I was just going to say. The government will grow no matter what, whether in the GOP or the uh, the Democratic Party. I mean, there's even there's even some evidence to uh, suggest that it ends up growing more under the GOP than it does the, the DNC. Um, sometimes, you know, so it, it's it's when do we start conserving, you know? Anything um, seems like never. I also cap will push back as well. Now I'm thinking on the uh, that the psyop is complete. Um I was recently watching uh saving Private Ryan and um there's one scene where like they send a messenger uh and the guy gets shot uh and he's down on the ground and the Germans like keep shooting him after it, and they're all getting mad and they're like, Why are they sh- he's dead? Like, you know, he's down. Why are you uh why do they keep shooting at him? He's like as long as there's lo- you know air in his uh, lungs, he still carries the message. Right. So like that's the way I tend to look at this shit, right? Like, as long as there's some of us around still. And and to be honest with you, dude, like I I'm white-pilled. Um, I think there's enough of us around making noise and carrying the message with fucking air in our lungs that, um, you know, we could have... the psyop is not complete yet.
2: Oh, we can't hear you. That's it. He's muted now. I, <laughs> I agree, but oh, there, there on social okay. media... it's Awesome. No. On social media, though, yeah. we are harbingers of truth whatever you want to however you want to put it we will get the word out there whether we do it on youtube or at a bar or whatever i just feel and and as you said to being white pilled i i've said there's more the more of us out there now than ever it's just i still think it could be the perception or it could still be the psyop just i think a large portion of social media is lost to the psyop in real life, in the real world where we all operate, yeah, I think there's way more white-pilled people out there than than, than they lead on for you to believe. Yeah. Let, me, let me give you guys something optimistic.
1: Uh, I was th- I was actually thinking about this the other day, and I saw somebody from, I can't remember who it was, but somebody on Infowars, um, not Alex Jones, somebody else, one of the other uh, hosts, um, when he was ending his show, he was talking about the NAFO guys. I don't know if you guys remember who the NAFO guys are on Twitter. They're like these accounts... They're super pro-Ukrainian, and they're all, like, the Doge meme, in a sense. Like, there's some variation of the Doge meme um, with, like, the the Doge is, like, all kitted out. And I don't know what they are, right? Like, I've experienced them before, but when the war in Ukraine broke out, uh, if you, like, let's, like, say, for example, like, I'd go under Zelensky's tweet and comment something critical about how, whatever. Uh, And then, bam, you're getting, like, hundreds of comments from NAFO guys. And they're all like bots or, or something. There's some sort of subversive accounts. Um, they're gone. The majority of them, right? They're either literally dead because they've been killed. Now there is the real war. guys. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they're either literally dead now because they've been killed in the war or they ran out of money and they can't pay the, the troll bot farm anymore, right? But you know who's still on Twitter and is still going, uh, you know, still carrying the message. Me, motherfucker, right? <laughs> like, I'm going to outlast whatever the fuck that was. You know what I mean? And I'm still going to be on there making the points I have to make and whatever, but that PSYOP thing, whatever it was, is dead. It's gone for the most part. Like, I'd say, like, 90% now, the NAFO guys are, like, not around anymore on Twitter for some reason.
2: That should be a white pill for you right there.
0: And you should just know that there's just these people out there, like, one, I always Definitely talk think to. think it is a
2: white pill, but just sorry uh, i i think it is a white pill but it's like that dragon you cut one head off two will rise the next war that pops off there'll be another bot farm i mean yeah you're still here and you're still going but because you're authentic you're real it's the rest of this we're, all, we're a select group of people that understands that what we are doing is real compared to these bot farms, some people can't even comprehend that a bot farm would be (laughs) real. Yeah. Yeah. Over.
0: (laughs) 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 No, they don't see that it's real, but at the same time, what happens is we need to move away from like thinking that the internet's real. And I think the way of doing that is talking to the youth, right? I've, I talked to a lot of people that are really young. I'm talking about teenagers to, uh, toddlers to like, you know, 8, 9, 10 years old, friends that have kids, my nephews, my daughter's 21, they're, they're more aware of what is going on. They do kind of tend to fall into the social media aspect of that that's life, but I think they're I think they're catching on more than people give them credit for. And and I believe, I always say it, when it's probably because of my nephew. We call him Baby Tank because he's two years old. He's like 40 pounds. He's a big-ass kid, man. And and I'll, they're Gen uh, Alpha, Generation Alpha. And I keep telling everybody, I'm like, you know, everybody's complaining about millennials, boomers, Gen Z. I'm telling you, man, this Generation Alpha ain't going to take shit, man. They don't. I, I just see how these young kids are already I hope so. retaining messages. And then there's us feeding them these messages. So it's not just about people our age or older or in their 20s and 30s listening to our message. It's getting that message to the youth before these other people get to them, why they're in school. What I tell my niece, she's 13 years old mm-hmm. and, and other people that have kids, I'm like, hey, you know, you want to take them in counseling. Cool. Just watch out who that counselor is and make sure they're not pushing uh, gender ideology on them and push back. I was like, don't let anybody think that you're something that you're not. And and you installing these messages from a a respectful authority figure that they, they that they have love for, a family member, someone close to them that's saying, hey, this is true. And don't tell them, like, oh, man, this is an idiot. You tell them the facts. And when that happens, they go, you were right. That did happen. And don't worry. I didn't let, you know what I mean? I told them, no, 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 I feel this way. Because we know what they're trying to do. And we can't preach. We could preach to the choir all we want. Or we could try to reach people that already have built their, their sphere up, like, people that are already all in on on democrats or all that stuff or republicans they're 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 a lost cause. That's why I like Maj because he's going after a demographic that doesn't even really know about politics. That doesn't even care about politics. Sure. There's more non-voters than voters in the United States of America. Those are the people we need to focus on.
1: Yeah, I also I'm thinking back to um, Larry Sharp was at this thing we were just at and uh, he was talking about uh you know the, the most zealous are the converted, uh, and he gave this whole kind of, like, spiel about it. Um, mm-hmm. they it. And I was like, this motherfucker's, I was like, this motherfucker's explaining me. I um, was a Bernie bro, Democratic Socialist. COVID happened, started getting into anarchism and reading the literature and hearing better arguments, and now here I am at the fucking Libertarian Party convention hosting a podcast of essentially now all anarchist fucking presidential candidates and stuff like that. Um, when you've kind of, there's value, like don't ever give up, right? Like just value and always, um, trying to you know, convert, uh, the other side. And then when they are, if they can be converted, uh, my God, like, yeah, they're usually the most zealous because they've seen the other side. Like they know, they, they know what it's like. Um, this is why I do really like, uh, uh, Dr. Rechtenwald because he was a Marxist. Um, I've, you know, like he, he resonates with me somewhat because like, Oh, I get it. You know, he thought he was doing the right thing over there before. And then, you know, he read some shit. That convinced him and made sense and it's right. Uh, And now he's, you know, running for fucking president under the Libertarian Party, a former Marxist. Uh, It's also a story. Um, A good story is critical if you're going to run for office, I've come to learn. Um, If you're just going to sit up there and um, be like Ron DeSantis and you're just like fucking awkward with no like great story behind you, you you're not going to like, it's not going to work. You got to have some sort of like really cool, interesting story behind you. Order to be successful.
0: And I don't mean give up on the people. I'm saying just don't, no, pick your battles. There's some people you're not going to get to. Let them come back to you. That's why I plant seeds with people. And I'm not going to, online, it's different, right? Because people are just spewing stuff. A lot of times I don't even comment. Like on Instagram, I don't even comment anymore because I'm going to get deleted again. So I just kind of even stay away from that stuff. (laughs) But in person, I'm going to gauge it. If they want to get into this conversation and I can see that we're going back and forth. If, like the guy that was telling me about Trump, I could see when I go and I go, "Look, man, I, you're cool, dude. I'm cool with you. Let's just let's just leave it, because like you're, I'm not. You're not going to change my mind. I'm not going to change your mind. So what's the point? I understand why you want, uh, why you think Trump should be the answer. I just don't agree with him being the answer. But I have no problem with you thinking that it's okay to vote for him. I'm not chastising you like, oh man, I can't believe you're voting for Trump. I just don't see it that way." And the way I vote, even though I think things are, but I explained why I think it's selected, not elected. I think that when I vote for somebody, I'm putting my name on the line. That's like me giving somebody a job. You're using my name. I'm saying, hey, me, Sean, I'm voting for this guy. I believe in this guy. His values are similar to values I have. I believe he'll do the job right. So I'm going to be the most critical of the person I voted for because you are using my name. I'm not voting for you to win. Oh, this is my team. Yeah, we won the game 31 to 0. No, I'm voting for someone that's going to improve the standard of living for everybody in this country. That's going to bridge gaps. And if you said that you were going to do that and you get into office, I'm going to be the first person that's like, hey, man, fuck this guy. Let's get him out. He, he's a piece of shit. He said this, this, this and that. And I think that's the problem is they've been able to for years, decades, they've put us into this heroism uh. Um, uh James Corbett has a great uh, little documentary about that. Uh, It's called, uh, what's it called? I'll send it to you guys. But he talks about, like, since Eisenhower, this guy's going to save the country because, you know, we're in debt or uh, Clinton. Name the guy. They've had a story. But an extended story of how he's the hero and he is going to shield us from all the bad things and fix all of our problems so we don't have to worry about it. And that's just not how the world works. Why did they not want Ron Paul? Why did the masses not vote for Ron Paul? Because he's like, hey, man. We're probably going to have to roll up our sleeves, have a couple, you know, tough years. But after we get after the two, three years, you know, we're going to be in the right path. Mm. And people are like, well, we got to do work like and then, boom, it falls apart. And Mm. a guy like Obama comes in (laughs) and it's like, you don't got to do nothing, man. He's I'm fix it, guys. Don't you love me? I'm gonna fix it. Then we have this guy Obama for a while, charismatic character. Then Trump comes along another charismatic character, but of a different breed of a, allegedly from a different side even though he was a democrat for years and that's where we fall into this trap of constantly having these heroes and these idols that are going to save us when we just got to do it ourselves. Police your community. Pick up the trash in your sure. community. Make it look better. Have pride in your community. Have Stop dehumanizing people in your community because that's what the political figures do is they're like, hey, dehumanize that guy because he's a, the voter for Trump. Dehumanize that person because they support the LGBTQ. And now it's festered over and i don't know if they did it intentionally on some illuminati uh freemason stuff that could be possible too or it could just be they were like yeah i'm trying to get elected and they didn't realize the implications later on in life and now they're just running with it because a the politician they're trained to double triple quadruple down and i think that's where we're at now because in 2006 in 2004 everybody was like fuck bush man this guy's a fucking dick man fuck the iraq war this is bullshit patriot act So many people I talked to agreed, except like the hardcore conservatives that just didn't experience the other parts of life now it then it flipped and it keeps flipping back and forth and I think they've just really ruined the psyche of Americans and now we just go oh what team am I on like the whole Israel-Palestine thing I thought it was funny like there was this one comedian that made a TikTok and he was just like I just don't know if I should vote uh, if I should put post about Palestine because like I hate genocide but when Kanye was talking bad about the Jews I was one of the first people to call him anti-Semitic so do I pick the Jewish side and it's just hilarious how he's comparing what's really going on he's like games games Yeah. yeah, he's keeping score. Yeah,
1: yeah that's fucking bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, um, yeah, like that—that that is interesting, man, to see. Uh, people get caught in other siderism uh, I, I, I mentioned before. I'm kind of annoyed with Tim Pool lately because I feel he's fallen victim to this, um, where and on this issue, um, where he's more—he seems to be more aligned with uh, against it because leftists support it and and he's had like a scott horton and a dave smith go on there and make the principled argument to him like he doesn't get it it's like what the fuck's going on there like you know you're supposed to be the guy who like has the show and is smart and like hears out all the sides and makes like an educated opinion but have you become captured by you know other -er ciderism or something like that and then it's gonna happen to him
0: it's gonna happen to fucking a lot of people um Well, a lot of Libertarian Party has. If you've noticed, they all all fell in love with Vivek. The Libertarian side fell in love with Vivek really Mm -hmm. quick. And they're pushing him, and they're not looking deep into his roots. And, you know, they go, oh, he sued uh, the World Economic Forum. Oh, he didn't realize that was coming from Soros. But yet he is also a part of that new think tank that's a right-wing think tank, the ARC, Jordan Peterson's deal. So I think when people start digging into these people – instead of just saying, like, oh, I believe him because he's a he's a good talker, he makes me laugh, he makes one thing we could all agree on, Trump's funny, man, he had some good timing, he makes fun of people, so the entertainment mm-hmm. value, we need to take that out of politics, like, it is fun, don't get me wrong, I love someone talking shit to Nancy Pelosi, but if they're gonna be entertaining, they also have to do their job, and their job is to help the American people. If Trump was a true conservative president, why was the first thing that, the first bill he was working on was infrastructure? Conservatives should not believe in government Infrastructure because we want less government, we don't want more of it. But he pushes that stuff, uh huh. That is the things that we're seeing.
1: Yeah, there was an interesting um, this is going on recently. If you guys have seen John Fetterman, uh, like you know, the version 2.0 of John Fetterman, the is many like faces of John Fetterman, <laughs> yeah, you know, what I mean, like conservatives tend to like him more now, um. And uh, something's going on recently where he wants to do something to stop U.S. Steel from being bought by another, by some, I think, like U.S. Steel, the steel company in Pennsylvania, is being bought by some foreign company. And he's basically saying, like, no, I'm going to stop this and intervene, and we're going to do something in Congress. Uh, And, like, conservatives like, wow, like, I love this new version of John Fetterman. He's way more based. He wants to help, like, the U.S. Steel worker. I see, like me, the libertarian anarchist, I'm like you're, like, advocating for government involvement in the market and, like, overriding stuff happening. Like, I understand kind of, like, their aspect of the, like, we want to protect the steel industry in America. Like, I get that too, but I'm, like, allergic to the Republican is now supporting the Democrat who wants to intervene in the free market. Uh, and this is a good thing somehow. Uh, you know, like, maybe we should, this is John Fetterman. You know, like, this isn't Thomas Massey who's making that point or something like that. Like, let's approach this with caution perhaps uh, before we start like liking Democrats who want to intervene in the marketplace I don't know.
2: I know I didn't even hear about this but uh, it's it's the simple minded people again it's you know the uh, the relative uh, morale your your morals align with something that I like or something that my team likes. So therefore, I'm going to support you. It's it's like water at this point; you just flow wherever wherever the river takes you. If if it's if it takes you to John Fetterman because he is in favor of something that you think your team morally will, you know, uh, back or favor, it's part of your team now. Yeah. And Sean, for a little pushback with uh, what you were saying about like heroes, I get what you're saying. Like you know, presidents are selected and not elected. And uh, it's always been a story of how they're going to come along and fix it. The only issue is you get to a point then anybody that comes along, any Jon Snow that doesn't want the crown but, you know, deserves it, you you could apply that to. You know what I'm saying? No, it's just heroism. You know, it's a, the fantasy of a hero. You could almost knock down anyone that might actually have a true, authentic uh-huh. attempt to fix right. things and just be like, oh, you're just this made-up hero. Uh-huh.
0: No, but I'm saying you can tell you by know, anyone
2: the, that's going to be in charge over. Sorry, but
0: <laughs> no, you can, you can tell what I mean by like, I'm not saying I'm talking about the American perception, the, the, the people, like the people I don't like you're wearing Trump gear. You're wearing Biden gear. You have an Obama shirt. You're, like, rocking all these guys like they're a hero. Like, they're idols. Like, you do not challenge them. That's fine. You can vote for whatever you want. What I'm saying is that people need to hold them accountable. So what happens is because of course, yeah. you idolize them, like, it's like a Swifty or the Nicki Minaj groups or the Justin Bieber-like people. I'm sorry to, hold on,
2: I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you, I mean. But uh, but to to your point, hold them accountable. The problem is people can't hold themselves accountable. So there's no way we're going to hold a hero accountable. There's a large accountability problem in this country. I'm, the three of us do three different jobs. I'm sure in our everyday life we see people that are not held accountable or we take it upon ourselves to hold a team or yourself or another employee accountable in your job. I, accountability is a huge issue that this country lacks.
0: I could totally agree with Over. that. But my whole thought on it is the idolization, right? Politicians are celebrities. They're like in the sphere of like Brad Pitt to Kanye West. They're not supposed to be that these people have now made it a career that i'm going to be in the congress forever i'm going to be in senate forever because it is my career they have not had any other real job the intent of the government in my perception of it is have a small government and i understand that you know it's okay to have things work have a military but it's a duty you go there as a duty like hey i'm just here to try to fix a couple things if i can put some new ideas that i see is not being represented In the whole sphere of the country because there's a lot of us. It's not just one or two ideologies. There's many, many differences that we can try to bridge the gap. But instead... It has become this idolization, celebrity, this American Idol, especially the presidency, because most people don't focus on your mayor or don't focus on your your you know your city council. The things that actually affect you personally, they worry about the rock and roll ones, you know, the 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 stars, the American Idol. Like, man, I'm going to vote for the president, or every now and then a, a tight Senate race. You know, if they've built it up enough, they see it as a sporting event. When I'm saying like you're never going to hold them accountable. Like just like when I see like watching sports, most people that watch sports, I love football, but I hold everything accountable. And I tell people like a lot of people get on the players and I'm like, well, they're part of the working class. I know they get paid much more than you, but they're technically still part of the working class. And you don't understand what entails of their day to day lives of how hard it is to play on that NFL field. That's 1% of Every collegiate uh, every collegiate athlete. There's only one percent that make it to the NFL. That's a very, very small margin. So when people are like that guy sucks and I'm like, well, does he suck or does he just suck compared to this other guy? So now you're like not really evaluating properly. And same thing with politics. People want to be like, oh, well, this guy said the thing I like. Well, did he follow through? He he said some stuff that sounded great that, you know, we all could get behind If Someone goes, yeah, man, I'm all about America first. I'm like, yeah, OK, I, I'm listening. But what are you actually doing? And when I go through your policies, because I don't just follow like and I'm not saying Trump did nothing. And that if you go to Obama, Trump, Bush, we could all find things that we go. Oh, that was that was decent. And we could also find a list of things that were like that was horrible. But where is it pushing? Is it going to that end goal of more government or is it like really reining it in and going for the people? Because I've seen Democrats in. I've seen Republicans. They've had the House, the Senate, the White House, the Republicans. Same thing with the Democrats. And the quality of life in America keeps getting worse. And instead of saying, hey, I think it's the Fed, hey, I think it's the government, I think that they're not doing it right. I think there's a lot of bureaucrats running things that want to stay in their positions to get $80,000 a year, $60,000 a year, whatever it may be, to keep that narrative alive and do whatever I have to do to keep that job instead of growing the wealth of the country. We've had plenty of things. They're talking about who's building the steel mills. No one's building a steel mill. They're stopping people from taking it. But they didn't stop these these uh, uh, corporations from leaving, but yet when we needed to bail them out, we, we bailed them out. Same thing with the, the COVID bill, which You're you were right. talking about earlier, Skaggs, is uh, you know, Massey's the only one that voted against it. That was the largest transfer of, hu- of wealth in human history, and nobody blinked an eye except one guy. Yeah. One guy that tells me there's a problem, and that's all I'm trying to point out. I'm not saying that I have all ends all and I'm not saying it's all Trump's fault I just call it like I see it and I think it's important to have people like me because someone has to push back on these politicians. That doesn't mean I'm always right. That means sometimes someone has to push back against me. Like you're doing cap, you know what I mean? And kind of like giving me more to think about. I'm just saying in my perspective, if we stop idolizing politicians like celebrities and don't idolize celebrities either, don't idolize at all, just build our own foundations. I think we'd be in a better world. It's to try to get out of those tendencies that we have.
2: Well, I actually uh funny enough agree with you. Um just recently, uh that kid that was at the Kansas City Chiefs game who got blamed for wearing blackface asked uh I don't know if you saw it, um, Tucker Carlson if he would become uh, Trump's VP. And Tucker gave him oh, no, a, a gas interesting... the flag thing, but yeah. No, okay, I thought it was the kid that wore blackface and half black half red. Similar
1: premise though, you know, they're, the, trying to, uh, the premise, they're trying to similar premise are trying to ruin yeah. innocent kids over nothing.
2: Yeah. Right. So, uh, Tucker had this great response of I'm a talk show guy. I don't know nothing about that and people become so famous and they are looked to for for more than what they're worth. And perfect example is all these celebrity who now have a say in policy and politics and want to sway you uh, in a certain way to vote, bro? You're just the dancing monkey on the TV screen. You're nothing more. You're not any. You're not smarter than anyone. You're just well known and rich. And so Tucker was talking about hubris, this this god mode, and with social media and just the general power that the elites and uh, politicians have they have become gods they they don't even look at it as being a celebrity they are a all-being god and it grows every day with just another athlete falling in line with uh, uh you know I, i'm you know i'm some athlete on the yankees i got 10 million followers on twitter this and that if i if i uh, lockstep with the biden administration not only will be i uh, will i be a, a super athlete I'll be a celebrity, next step a god. And then I get enough followers, enough people listen to me. Now people are going, "Oh, you like The Rock, you should run for president." No, bro, he was the WWE mm-hmm. champion, made a couple of good movies, and is a fitness guru. He has no reason to be visiting the Pentagon, talking to the DNC about being a president. That's what that's what this, you know, culture this is where we're going with this stuff that uh that people are just starting to do things they have no business doing and they're getting away with it just because of idolization as you're talking about
0: well in the oh, way come you could
2: on bro you're an anarchist dude. this is the
1: <laughs> this is this is the problem inherently with democracy right like we are having a fucking popularity contest on who gets to hold the end of the world button like it's not a good system it doesn't work right uh maybe it did at the beginning like when it was a much smaller but it's gotten out of hand man um is is it a coincidence that the larger the government has gotten, the stupider the shit has gotten, the more celebrities are now, you know, like running, considering running for office and all this shit? I don't think it's a fucking coincidence. We're back when it was much smaller, it was much more like, you know, like ideologically fucking smart people with thoughts about liberty and freedom and like deep critical thinkers and shit. Um, but that is inherently that's like one of the reasons why I'm an anarchist now. Like, I get it it's not a good system like democracy like you have a really interesting take because you you're you're an anarchist but you like you see the system for like what the good things it's supposed to be and you're trying to like hold it accountable to that i feel when uh people who are not anarchists don't but they purport to do so like conservatives for example um how many conservatives are constantly like oh you're you know a, a vote for uh a vote for a third party is, like, throwing away your vote. Well, what do you mean? I thought you were supposed to believe that, like, your vote's your sacred fucking right or whatever it is. you know. but, like, well, because I didn't vote for your guy, it's a throwing away vote or something like that. So it's, it's always an interesting take that uh, we have on these things.
0: Well, I uh, think yeah. one of the way to spot flawed. some yeah. of these flaws in people... Whether, they're ta- whether it's politics or like we are talking about earlier, some conspiracies, when people are trapped in an echo chamber is when you see the same recycled messages. I see it with Flat Earth. I see it with BLM people. I see it with Trump people. I see it with some libertarian parties, right? When you see people just reciting the same gibberish over and over and you're like, bro, I've seen that same exact word-for-word word response, that means that you don't have your own thoughts of your own. It doesn't matter about being right or wrong at that point. To me, it's like you're not genuine. You can't even be genuine with yourself. So I cannot trust your opinion. And that is the problem I don't know how we break out of is how do we break out of this group think that we have to be part of the crowd? Like people that push the COVID narrative, not everybody was super believing in it, but their group thought that. And they're like, man, I don't really want to push back because I'll lose a friend or my family will get mad at me. So I'm just not going to say anything. And we see that with everything, whether it's Flat Earth or you name it. I know we always pick on Flat Earth on this show, but I love Flat Earth. I got a lot of friends that uh, believe in Flat Earth. And I've had some great, great discussions. (laughs) But one of my favorite ones are the ones where they bring something up that I'm like, man, I never heard that. That's interesting. When you bring a guy on that says exactly what flat earth dave said and you're like dude that's flat earth dave's gig man you're just taking flat earth dave's gig he said that already word for word i'm not saying some of his ideas i'm talking about word for word you're like well if i was gonna i'll just listen to flat earth dave then i don't need to listen to you and i think people want to be a part of a group so bad that they will imitate and replicate other accounts and other people just to be a part of a group whether they believe it or not
1: I think this is part of human nature, though, right? Like, we are tribal beings to some extent or another. Now, we're intelligent, so we are able to be, like, self-aware and cognizant of what it is we're doing. But, like, look around at human history. Like, your family, your country, your neighborhood. Like, these are all tribes people always, like, looking to find meaning to be in. Um, And I don't think just because we have nuclear fucking weapons and iPads and things like that, like, we've somehow evolved you know to the next plane of uh existence or knowledge where we're like not still monkeys super smart monkeys to some extent you know like we have the capability to like sit here like three of us can and like think about all this shit like really deeply or you get really fucking high and you think about something like this but in mass it's still just human nature to some extent or another You know, like we just got more technologically advanced shit now fueling all those things that are behind us like in there in our drive you know like it's in there uh, even like religion is something like that, and like the need to worship something. Uh, this is, again this is I always bring this up, Captain. Like atheists it, are like some I of the most it, religious people that exist. You know, in witchcraft it seems like an oxymoron, but uh, like again, like yeah, like <laughs> question an atheist, like you know, on what he believes, like you know, about it, religion. He, Jesus, his response clown. is going to be, "What's his response? the response going to be?" They're going to be like offended. You fucking offended them because you offended their belief structure. You know, like there are certain things that are just human nature. Go ahead,
2: Cap. We're saying about the class clown. It's, it's the class clown syndrome. The class clown can be anybody who takes up the mantle of the class clown. Uh, if little Steven is the class clown and you remove him from the class, all it takes is just one other person to take that mantle piece, And now Skags just you know cracks a joke and he's the class clown. There's always going to be this need, like you said, to worship. If we were to eliminate racism, however, whatever utopia you live in, whatever, however you could possibly imagine to eliminate racism, somebody somewhere is just going to go, well, if nobody's going to be racist, then I'm going to be racist just for the sake of it. just to be different, just to go against the grain. And I think that is a huge part of human nature and there's no getting away from that. Because somebody will just take the mantle to be different, to be the thorn in your side. That's something that I don't think could ever be conquered.
1: Yeah, I agree with you and uh I, I think those are things we have to understand. And I, I know Sean was kind of saying before like we have to kind of get away from like idolization. Like I agree with you like fundamentally, but I also think we need to be like realistic in terms of like let's use Javier Millet for as an example. The guy is a chainsaw wielding fucking lunatic of charisma, right And at the same time he is saying it's gonna take 35 years for us to fix this mess that we're in and at the same time he's a politician right so like i don't necessarily trust politicians right so you have to but at the same time like he won because he was charismatic and people are idolizing him to some extent in in argentina uh like this is just something that needs to happen now maybe he will just do the right thing and he is the real deal i don't know i don't fucking know him right um but like the fact that he's being realistic about it, I'm willing to give him a shot and hear him out. If he does fuck up, then I will be, you know, on my show criticizing him for doing so. Um, I don't see, like, to use this as an example, like um, we were talking about the demoralization before, like a lot of libertarians are shitting on him already or, or the first day, like the day he got elected. So I'm fuck, one of the people. <laughs> take a win. Um, where are you? I, j- dude, just, like you know, just take a win. Take one day, you know, like well, when Cuomo got I- kicked out of office in New York. We pop champagne just the one day. I guess Celebrate you. the one day, and tomorrow you go back to work, and you try and you know continue doing the right thing after that. Uh, if your first reaction always is, uh, you know, like someone comes along that has a good message and like you like, you then just shit on that person, like we were saying before. Like I, I feel like that could be a psyop that's been perpetrated on people. You know? like, I just see like Vivek when, when the there's a lot of good things. I'm skeptical of him. He has value though, you know, to some yeah. extent or another. Some of the things he does and says, we should try and focus often on the positive and not always just everything is negative well that people demoralize and they don't care the tune out well i don't think
0: it's not that for me personally i can't speak for everybody else but for me i do care but i think that i don't believe in the whole leadership thing like as far as like yeah i could get it someone's gonna lead and and do this thing and they're supposed to help me i just noticed that like he took the jab uh he met with Zelensky. he's uh Mm -hmm. pushing some of the uh, israel like uh uh you know siding with Israel and stuff like that. And I get it. Like who, who that doesn't define him as a character, but what I've always talked about is like, it's us, man. People need to realize like you can vote for whoever you want, man. I don't care if Trump, I don't care if Biden's president, I'm going to live a great life. So I want to spread the message of like, be happy and find the things in your own life that make it worthwhile and stop focusing on like this president or this person you can vote for whoever you want but don't expect them mm-hmm. to fix your own personal problems we have to hold ourselves accountable like cap says and that is probably the big problem is nobody wants to put the mirror to themselves and go oh i fucked up my life you know what i mean it's easier to be like oh fucking obama oh fucking yeah. trump you guys fucked everything up but in reality whether there's inflation or not inflation there's people that are making money during inflation and deflation. There's people that are making money during war, uh, and I'm not talking about military-industrial complex-wise. There's people always living... During war, people are still living a regular life. If there was a civil war, like we were talking earlier, that just popped off all out, out of nowhere, there would be plenty of people that are just like, yeah, they hate each other. I'm just going to work. You know what I mean? You're going to go to work and no one bothers you. Oh, yeah, he's the guy. He's not the movie, on either I, side.
1: The movie trailer actually fucking had that in Yeah,
0: it <laughs>
1: But I think uh, it's time. Yeah, but that's it. Like, um, I got,
0: no, I was going to say, I was going to wrap everything up, you know, getting a little late, but before we left, I really want, I, you know, we were talking about white pill. I'd like you guys to give, doesn't have to be in the immediate future, but a white pill future prediction that you see that we can go towards.
2: You go first cap. If, all right. Uh, hopefully this delay doesn't kill me, but for a white pill down the road, I, as scary as 2024 is going to be, uh, change in general is scary. Uh, you know, you could be pregnant with your first child or something like that, and it could be a scary time, but it doesn't mean it's a, it's a bad thing that these things are going to change um i think for the first time we're gonna see an unraveling of sorts uh and it's gonna be scary it's gonna be cutthroat and vicious but uh i think it might lead to a better time you know i i've been seeing things like I, there was just like a report you know i saw i didn't even get to read it it was just a headline that uh some judge announced that they're gonna release like 170 names of the Epstein client list or something like that. Now, do I think it's going to bring down the house? Probably not. Will there be fuckery? Yes. But like, even if we could get like some closure on that at bare minimum, like bad people, trafficked children, let's try and like conquer that. I think we're going to see a lot of these establishments take one on the chin this year. As hard as they're going to be fighting back, they're going to take one as well. I think it's going to be a very even fight going through. It's going to be scary, and we're going to be different on the other side, whether we have an election or not. But I think that might be a little bit of a white pill that all the change that's coming, I don't think it's all bad. Fair enough. I
1: think if you look at society in America... And the past couple of years, I think we could probably all three agree that there seems to be some sort of push uh, to make people conformists to the current thing. Let's just use that in this example. And uh, like while you're seeing that occur, I think you're also seeing the opposite of that occur. I think you're seeing a decentralized red-pilling of a significant portion of the population in one way or another. So some of us might be, flat earthers and some of us might be libertarians and some of us might be MAGA Trump people. Right. But we are the, the balance to that scale all combined. Uh, and if you add all those people up, it's like death by a thousand cuts. Someone, uh, people are just red pilled a lot more often than the past, you know, in the past, let's say fucking 20 years in America that they ever have been. Um, I don't know like exactly how that's going to play out, but I just see that as a good thing. Um, the fact that conservatives question elections now, as an anarchist, I think that's fucking amazing, right? <laughs> you know what I mean. So, I just tend to think that a huge portion of the population is is awake enough that uh, in the next ten to, I'd say, in the next ten to fifteen years, something radical is going to change in America and for the better. I, I, again, I don't know exactly what that is, but I I see better days ahead.
0: No, I, I agree with you guys, and I think it's important. That's what I'm trying to do now on the podcast is end on some kind of hope and something that, like, people, instead of just like, yeah, everything's crap, man, just load your gun up, man. Some war starting. But before we get out of here, don't forget to let everybody know where they can find you, the podcast, find you on social media, website, everything.
2: Take it away, Captain, this time. all right well hopefully it doesn't screw this up but uh you could check us out at to do men go to our link tree uh link tree slash uh to do men you can find all of our posts uh not all of our posts all of uh, our platforms there and we post on every major podcast network uh, and you could just find us on youtube just search to do men and we
0: got every single one of our episodes and reviews up there thank you man for having us on and you can find us at killthemockingbirds.com or kill the mockingbirds podcast on Instagram. Go check out that disinformation section. Appreciate you guys. And we bear through this lag. We made it, man. You know what I'm saying? And this one's going out because I have three things recording it. So they're not going to stop this one for sure.
2: This was painful.
0: <laughs> and you know how we do it here: <laughs> wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Bird killers.
3: Jab. suicide bomber in a cab, cooking up COVID in a Fort Detrick lab, 3D brand ARs, fuck a gun bang, monsoon of shells, full metal jacket, Gomer gun guns ahead, brains blast, another dead bastard in a closed cast, exposed to the state, Hassan Hassan, fuck your army and navy, nothing could save thee, murder was the case, they gave me Stephen A. APB with the 18. You pity the fool. No wonder why you hate me. Microchips implanted a wrist. A quick flick and assist. Public transportation, Uber or Lyft. QR code denied. Jedi mind tricks. Artistic violence by design. You own, own nothing. Be happy. Mass surveillance nowhere to hide. You own nothing. And be happy. Mass surveillance nowhere to hide. You own nothing. And be happy. Mass surveillance nowhere to hide. And be happy, massive man is nowhere to hide. Look in the mirror what the men say silence, not a damn thing, another campaign Hopes and dreams pop up, bottle of champagne, coat train thing pretty women, cocaine John Wayne, six shooter, Ukraine Fireball shots, Luke Kane Wars forever like Wu-Tang, Lurch, Uran George W. Bush, rule change, twin towers fall, who hangs, who's sane, roll switch, softball, slow pitch, poor bitch, apartment full of roaches, who's the father, paternity test, live on Povich, fear and loathing, rollercoasting, locomotion, it's so atrocious, building six exploded, you notice and debt, AK-47, respect, you own on nothing, be happy, passive illness, nowhere to hide. You own nothing and be happy. Mass civilians know where to hide. You own nothing and be happy. Mass civilians know where to hide. You own nothing and be happy. Mass civilians know where to hide. hide. Alphabetic agencies manipulate the human population with propaganda. It's time for the working class to unite, get strapped up and locked and loaded. We ain't giving a fuck. Body and on these bitch ass motherfuckers. It's the state against the people, not me versus you. Locked and loaded. Bye, bye.